Well, it's a, it's a time to a podcast. Yeah, it is what it is. Oh my god! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Unpaid Nobodies, Se- episode two. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like in no way, it's episode two, but I guess it's kind of episode two. Uh, Explain. Just because, like, we did our big launch last week, so, like... Although, like, I gotta say, like, looking at the analytics, I am disappointed by, like, how many people, like, found the podcast and, like, went to the beginning. And it's like, no, 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 start start with the new stuff. Start with the good stuff. Like, it's better now. Like... It gets better, I promise. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you want them to see that arc, but, like, they're gonna keep seeing that arc because we're still gonna get better, so it's fine. Like, yeah, it, It's all coming together. I was actually, like... I'm not going to lie. It was pretty hype. I didn't yeah. realize, like, it was going to grow so quickly. And, like, I just added a whole bunch of people. And everyone's been super cool about it. I've talked about it with a surprising amount of friends. Like, I haven't talked to in a minute. So yeah. it was, like, one of the best films. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun finally getting the feedback back. You know, like, hearing how people are resp- responding to it. So that's that's been great. And we're here to keep it going. But... This week, this week's a bit of a, a hunky doodle, like a bit of a puzzle we gotta figure out, because uh, <laughs> I have probably the biggest event of my life this Saturday. <laughs> so right. need, yeah, so this is gonna be a real light episode. We've been doing a lot of two-hour <laughs> album breakdowns, like citing philosophers, and like. <laughs> we just went through a very historical month for music. Yeah, we so. just went through a very. <laughs> A very dense couple of episodes, so we're keeping it light today. Keeping it light. <laughs> we're like some Hawaiian salad on a sunny day. <laughs> Hawaiian salad. Bro. All right. You want to start off with the news? Yes, we can start off with the news. It's like, I don't know. It honestly feels like a fresh start because I feel like we haven't done a true like news section yeah. in like, a couple of episodes. Yeah. It's been like three, four weeks. Well, like I said, it'll happen. Like, when... I don't think we did one for Damn either because we just wanted to focus on that album. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's actually been some weeks, but yeah. What we'll start off with is just I'll start off with the albums. I feel like this is a big one, but um, Post Malone is back and it's going to be called Twelve Carat Toothache. It's a very post and then we have another album. album. What's up? It's a very Post Malone album title. Yes, it is. And then we have Vori with an album called Lost Souls. Okay. Um, I am very excited for the Post Malone. I don't even know how long it's been. Like, it feels like it's been forever. It's been like three years. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I remember the last one. That was Hollywood Bleeding, right? I think so. Let me check right now. Yeah, the moment he was wearing, like, the, the leather jacket. I don't know. I am... I've overall been unimpressed by Post Malone. Probably because, okay. like... Probably because of, like, the rug pull of White Iverson. Because, like, White Iverson's incredible. That song's great. One it, of my, it is. One of my favorite songs. Like, played it all the time in college, like, to an obnoxious degree. Because, of course, I did. Uh, and then that album that it was on came out, and boy, that was awful. I, I really think that was, like, one of the worst albums. Like, I Is that the Stony one? Yeah, Stony. You don't like Stony at all? Dude, I did not. There's, like, maybe one other song. I like on that that album. I'm gonna shoot you some titles because, like, I'm sure you don't remember all the titles. 
I so I actually I, I feel like for an album that I didn't like, I remember Stony a lot better because I hated it so much. Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I was literally just gonna shoot you some titles and be like, "Do you even recognize the song?" Yeah, send it to me. Okay. Um, how about Code? Boring. You recognize the title yeah. Code? Okay. Boring. I fall apart. Yeah, I thought that was like so. That was like, how do I put this? Like the guys who were playing acoustic guitar, like in the co- like in the common areas at Columbia College when this came out, it was like, oh man, it's like listening to that but worse. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad, geez. dude. I did not. You I just painted the whole picture. I feel like you were just around the wrong people when it came out. No. <laughs> okay. I, how I, about congratulations? That's like the biggest one. I, oh God, not not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. Really? Dude, I graduated six months after this song. That song came out. Do you have okay, any so idea just... how, like, <laughs> how aggressive that song is in my face? There is you one other song are... on that album I do like, and it's Too Young. Okay, yeah. That was another one I was going to say. Yeah, okay, Too perfect. Young. Too Young is the other one. Go Flex is fine. Like, it doesn't make me angry, but, like, I Fall Apart, Congratulations, Broken Whiskey Glass. Hit this hard, feeling Whitney, all those songs. Like I have like visceral reactions to. I thought they were so bad. Just feel like he came out at a bad time for you. No, I like I, this album. No, it came out in in twenty sixteen. It came out like if anything, like it probably came out like nestled in with like a whole lot of classics. Because I think okay, this came out. That is also... Yeah, this came out the same within two weeks of both Starboy and Run the Jewels three. Okay, you said and awaken yeah. my love, but so, also yeah. like this isn't like a case of like oh this is a forgotten thing. I hate this shit. <laughs> you did not forget about it. I did not forget that. about <laughs> it. I actively hated it so much. And then what was the one that wow. had jo- deja vu? Oh my god! I was like every time I hear that song, I want to pull clumps of hair out. Okay, so I'm gonna take a step back. Yeah, I'm basically just gonna take it as like you don't like post promo. Well, I'll say this, though. I'll say this, though. Every album since, I've liked more. Really? Yeah. So, Beer Bongs and Bentleys, I thought, was, like, unimpressive, but not, like, egregiously bad. Okay. And I like that Rockstar song. Okay. Uh, And then Hollywood Bleeding, I thought, was, like, maybe ever so slightly on the side of good, on the good side of average. You know, I'm so I do to... think like he's trending in a positive direction. Which is it, it's hard for me to say because like I'm taking a look. I do have more songs saved, but I don't remember this album at all. I don't remember a single song off Beer Bongs and Bentley's. That was no, no, no. Um, Hollywood's bleeding. Hollywood's bleeding. Yeah, that one. Like Beer Bongs and Bentley's is the one I remember the most. Okay. Uh, I, or I think the one I liked the most. This one, the only one I really liked was I like Take What You Want. The one that had uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott on it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I I credit that as maybe the first good Travis Scott feature. Whoa. Yeah, I'm going back to this album. Yeah. Because I don't remember none of this. I I honestly, obviously, Sunflower because of the Spider Man movie, which is an incredible song. Spider Man movie. But like, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I, I, also, I can't really remember that many songs from there. I also re- did, like, Die For Me. I know it's... I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Future or Halsey. 
but mm-hmm. or post below for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> but, Anyone uh, on this? <laughs> but like, I thought it it kind of is like a uh, like a pop song version of like a very overdone uh, soap opera. I mean, that's fun. I like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, well, guess- that's. That's the thing. Like I'm like, okay, is this gonna be is this gonna be continuing the very slow march towards a good album? Okay. Or is it gonna be somewhere on the line between an album I hate so much I remember? <laughs> and, <laughs> that's, that's tough. That uh, is tough. Yeah. That is legit yeah, it is not good. Do you hate it more than you know what I'm gonna say? You, you Do you hate it more than that? Huh? Do you hate it more than Nav? Nav? Yeah. Uh, I think it's like legitimately artistically vapid in a way Nav is it. And like there's also like a level of cultural appropriation that is kind of icky okay. on Stony that you don't have on Nav. Not that you couldn't, but I just don't get that vibe from Nav. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no. Like all in all seriousness, like if if I had to listen to a Nav project or Stony, I would probably pick a Nav project. Almost certainly. Now that I say it out loud, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. To be honest, because like Nav is boring. This is like so bad it's not boring. <laughs> I've never heard you this upset about the album in yeah. my life. That's I just that, learned something new. Yeah. So you don't even care about tonight. You don't even care that it's dropping. I didn't even realize it was until about two minutes into the podcast. I gotta be honest. <laughs> it's tough. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at you. Yeah. I, I get it. Look, I'll probably listen to it just because, like, I have liked his stuff more and more as it's gone on. Uh, but yeah, especially if I hear if I hear it's good, I'll be like, oh, okay. Then I gotta, I should listen, listen to, it. to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh. Now tell me about this Vori album. What do you what do you know? Um, I know he's an upcoming artist. I believe he's more on the R and B side. I've heard some of his songs. I want to say some that very loosely. Um, he's coming out with the album. What stuck out to me was the fact that Kanye West was featured. Um, Nav was featured, and Young Blue, another upcoming artist. So all those names kind of stuck out to me, and I was like, I this is I feel like this is something that might be one of those sleepers they're like you, you might need a change it might be like just exactly what you need in the moment yeah okay that could be I, i'm gonna wait for you if you tell me that album's worth my time i'll uh i'll give it a listen i mean this, i'm looking at the track list it's about 17 songs Ooh. so um yeah I'm, I'm hoping shorter songs that is just so i can kind of like get the vibe and then move on and then we have the music videos. We've actually had quite yeah, a Yeah, we're few having videos. quite a lot. Um, did you recognize the first name I put there? T- Tanner Leon, no. So that's someone new who is signed to PG Lang. So I did so, see yeah. this kind of like floating around a little bit. This is yeah. a... Is this the first artist that we know of that signed to PG Lang? That isn't... <laughs> Obviously, it's tough, Mr. Lamar. I feel like I've seen one name, but I don't recall what it was. There was a name that I was looking into when they dropped the collab with Converse, the shoes with Converse, and there was another artist's name 
that was attached to that project. Yeah. I remember seeing that one, but is, uh, I don't remember. Is Baby Keem on PGA? I'm assuming so. Like it seems I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember him saying he signed to TDE, and given that, there's no one else that I would think he would be signed to. It's like the that. obvious answer is TDE. No. Okay, and then we have uh, Kevin Abstract and Easy Life. Did you watch this one? I think it's out. I It is out, and I, did, I listened to the song once, and it's fun. It's like a fun summary out song. Okay. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it just because like, this week has been a whirlwind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, understandable. Uh, I did have one question for you. What's up? Because when I found out about this, I think it was on... I want to say it was on Instagram, and I sent it to you on Instagram. Yep. Um, I thought that this was supposed to be the start of whatever this new era that they're going into, even though the band is uh, no longer existent. They said there's one more project coming out. I thought this was going to be related to that. Yeah. Given yeah. that it's not, I didn't feel comfortable Kevin Abstract using that platform to promote his own music, personally. You know... I, I don't hate you for saying that, right? What I will say is he has definitely done that before. Okay. Like that, true. that has been like, as long as I've known Brockhampton, I've known that they've been using their official platforms to platform any of Kevin's music, any of like, even some people who aren't even in Brockhampton, like Dominic Fick and... Uh, the guy who does the hook on Sugar and Sierra Nights. I forget his name. Uh, so yeah, it's like... I, I, I get that. Like, I get like why you would feel that way. I just To me, it just seems like consistent with what it's going to be the whole time. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think I saw Merlin promoting his music on the Brockhampton... So that's why it stood out to me because I remember specifically when I saw Merlin's new whatever he was doing, whatever he was promoting, it was on his personal page. It actually was not on the broadcast. And that was one thing that, like, I remembered that detail very specifically for some reason. Yeah. And now that I see that Kevin Abstract was doing it, it was just a thought that popped in my head. Where I was like, that's interesting. I could. That, like, the, the leader gets to make the call or whatever. I could have sworn I saw it on. I could have sworn he posted it on both his own personal and the Brockhampton one, because I think I remember seeing like the. I have a I have a dis- succinct memory, of like going down my Instagram timeline, and seeing <laughs> that image from Merlin like. Uh, the one where he's on the couch, right? Yeah, like seeing it twice. Because I'm. The reason I'm saying that again is because I'm looking at the page. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm about to check it right like now. Like any of the Brockhampton's because recent stuff. I could, I could be uh, tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do post a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't see it here. So I, I could have been tripping. I could have seen something else. It could have been one of the it other members. Else promoting. Yeah, I was about to say something else promoting them anyway. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's not a. It's not the biggest deal, obviously. Yeah. But it was just something I was like, it, it's. It left a bad taste in my mouth, and I was wondering if you picked up on the same kind of. <laughs> uh, you know, it didn't personally, but I see why it did for you. Like I don't. 
I get that. Just hope that they didn't end in a negative sense and we just don't know. Because that would really suck. Yeah, that would really suck. But, like, I don't know. That that does seem out of character for Kevin, in my opinion. And in, for my parasocial life. <laughs> like, all right. Let's, oh, yeah. move, well, let's move on. Move on. We got a, a video true. dropping for a horse. <laughs> all right, bro. Megan the Stallion? Yeah. She's dropping uh, the video plan for, B. for Plan B. Did you see the trailer? It looks really dope. Yeah, it does. Like really that blacked out theme. It looks very classic nineties. Yes. Yeah. It was actually really cool to see. Yeah, and I'm this, excited to see. It. I, I like how because I feel like that song is kind of like a throwback. Like that song feels very like classic nineties kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So like seeing yeah. the video go down the same road, I thought that was cool. I um sometimes I just like. And maybe this is just like overthinking it, but I really like dig very deeply into lyrics. If like I just like the beat of the song, I kind of just more focus on that. But like I sat down and I listened to the trailer. I forget she is so talented as an artist. Like the lyrics are amazing. She has bars. Yeah, no, she's like she they are not, hard. Yeah, she is not a a slump when it comes to just like putting down bars. You know, that's always been the thing for the the big it girl in hip hop is that, you know, maybe they were well connected, like Nicki Minaj and talented. You know, maybe they were very charismatic, like Cardi B. But like, this is the first time where it's like, I mean, real talk, name someone who came out in the last few years, like Megan, who can keep up with her, like lyrically. Like, I'm sure there's Absolutely plenty of not. people who can, but. Are they performing big names right that, now? Are they performing at that level? Are they anywhere near big names? Like, right. You know, she's legitimately one of the better rappers. And it 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 just goes past her music, just like no. the music videos, the award, like everything. Yeah, all the brand yeah. deals. She, it's she, crazy. She she's it's her world right now. Jesus Christ! All right, Purvis. Um. Yes, sir. Who is Polo G? Who is Polo G? Yeah. I, I can't tell if like you're being super serious or you're just like Um I'm I mean I know he's a rapper. <laughs> so he, he I can tell that you do not listen to Polo G then. I don't listen to Polo like, G at all. Like, like pitch pitch me on Polo G. I know I'm I'm not the correct person to pitch on apology because I know that he is a huge name, but I don't think I've ever sat down and said I'm a listen apology. I have gone and listened to the albums. I've done my due diligence. I don't think he's bad. He's just not my style. Yeah. But he is releasing some new music, and I know he is huge in the game right now. Even if I don't listen to him, um, and it's coming with a music video. All right, well. The song is called Distractions. All right, I'll have to. He's escaped my my gaze. So you can't recall any songs from this? No, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a song I've listened to that has him on it. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. I know there is, but it's impossible. I just can't really point them out. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know, man. I've never. I've never been like, 
Hmm, what should I put on today? <laughs> Polo G, per se? No, it's true. I'm looking it's right very... now to see if there is anyone I know. You're talking about, like, features? Yeah, like, any, like, features I know or anything, but I'm, like, 30 tracks down. I don't see any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is, uh... Yeah, I don't know who this man is. I'm sorry, Polo G fans. Like, <laughs> I am dying right now. <laughs> like, sorry about this. Sorry to let everyone down. Uh, to my children. All I can think about right now is that video this. of like. I'm sorry I didn't recognize the greatness of the 52nd president of the United States, Polo G. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here thinking of the video of Kiki Palmer, just like, I do not know this man. <laughs> like that's, what, that's what I feel like you're sitting there, just like, I really don't know anything that's going on here. Yeah. Okay, but uh, one of your favorite, one of your, your, your favorite biracial man. My past, it's gone now. <laughs> he killed it. So logic, but, uh, logic uh, is uh, uh, logic is threatening new music once again. Threatening is the right term. <laughs> he used to be one of my favorites, but not he used to anymore. be a huge logic fan. I I bought a hoodie, dude. I have a logic hoodie. That's you at one point fan. tried to tell me he was a better artist than Kanye. I did not do that at yeah, all. You said he was a better <laughs> rapper than Jay Z. Uh, <laughs> I don't even talk about JC anyway. You said no, no, no. He was he, uh, than Tupac. <laughs> no, the Under Pressure album was really good. Under I think it's fine. I I will go as far as to say Under Pressure for me is a classic. That is all. But the rest is trash. Not trash, but nowhere near the same quality. Yeah. Um, I think he should have retired on the second time that he retired. But you know, that's none of my business. Yeah, once you retire a second time, I don't believe you. You know, retire <laughs> once, shame on you. Retire twice, shame on me. <laughs> you fool, you can't get fooled again or something like that? Yeah. Uh, fool me once, never fooled again. <laughs> Thanks, what President Bush. What an idiot. Anyway. That's a um, cool song, never get fooled again. <laughs> All right. Who but, is um, Rowdy Rebel? Who are these people you're putting on our queue? Bro, I'm dying at my desk right now. Okay, so another up-and-coming person. I'm not even going to try to talk you into this one. After, after the response I got from Polo G, I'm not even going to try and get into this one. Um, he's just new and upcoming, and he's just putting out a song. Yeah. If you see the title, it's called Woo Nina. Okay. So, given that Wu is in it, you could kind of get a sense that he is, I believe, from New York. Yeah, he's affiliated. He's, he's <clears throat> he is or wants to be affiliated with Pop Smoke. Something along those lines. Yeah, uh, dude. Brooklyn, the amount of, the amount of people, yeah, the amount of people I see around downtown wearing like Wu shirts, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the drill you, here you is are. very different. Like. Extremely different. Yeah, and Polo G is a drill rapper too. I think that I found the common thread. Look, there we go. Well, now it makes sense why you don't recognize these people. Yeah, well, I wasn't you know wasn't a huge Pop Smoke Smoke fan either. I mean, like I thought he was good. I thought Pop Smoke would have been incredible had he been able to mature, you know, not taken from us. Yep. Yeah, I also agree. I guess the last one we can cover 
is uh, Mr. Denzel Curry. You're a big fan. I am a big fan of Denzel Curry. Don't know who Keith Glock is, but uh, come on, bro. And that's another one. Yeah, don't know who that is. Uh, okay, well, and who is this right. one? Gucci Mang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gucci Mang. Supposed to be rumored that he's coming out with something. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, but for everyone who doesn't, who can't see our thing, Denzel Curry is dropping a remix of Walking, which is one of the best songs on his album. It is one of the best songs. That's why I was actually kind of excited. Yeah, no, the, it, the remix I will be listening to 100%. I, I would recommend spending a little bit of time listening to Key, Key Lock, figuring out who he is. Okay. Just a little bit. Honestly, you don't need to spend a lot. Honestly, like having a, a feature with Denzel is going to just. Enough. Get, yeah, that's enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Ooh, ambition no for cash. Fair. Okay, I'll listen to that. That sounds good. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, um, I was going to say, in terms of like news, news, it wasn't a lot. There was one thing that stood out to me that yeah. I didn't quite understand and was wondering if you might have a Inside. little bit more knowledge than I. But, oh, about um, basketball? No, 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 not the basketball <laughs> part, Bruh. <laughs> no, that is that is fully me. I did not expect you to be the one to understand basketball in the group or in the friendship. Um, Jalen Brown is signing to Donna Sports. Of course, Donna Sports is in relation to Kanye West. That was the part I was wondering if you knew anything about. I I was what unaware that the Donda brand. First off, I was unaware that it was like a Don DeBrand that he was going to be expen- expanding to other things. Mm-hmm. And no, I had no idea what this is. I mean, it appears to be some kind of like representation company. But it's just like... It's just, it's just another case of the what are you doing, Kanye? It's like, what's going on? Like, not that I have like any issue with him. Like being in the sports space if anything like it seems like a natural like place for him to yeah natural progression for sure Mm -hmm. so like i'm not i'm not against it by any shape way or form but to say i understand it would be wrong (laughs) it is now that you say that like I, i was sitting here thinking what other musicians are actually affiliated with sports like deeply affiliated to the point where you could be signing athletes and promoting them like your Nike or something. Yeah. I like I'm blanking out, of course, outside of basketball as well. But like I just don't know an actual artist that is in I mean, J. Cole is the only one I could think of. Because he like is actually playing professional basketball overseas. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know of any that are tied to that have any huge direct ties to sports um you know i know at some point like i think two chains played college basketball yeah quavo too yeah college football so like you know I, i it is an interesting connection right because like sports and arts are considered like opposites Okay. And like it is interesting like how in this case like they seem to collide and commingle so well. 
I mean, culturally, they, like, are hand-in-hand, basically. Yeah, I mean, some people would... Like, are you familiar with the idea of, like, the four pillars of hip-hop? Like, it's, like, MC, DJ, breakdancing, and graffiti? All right, we're going to have to break this down. (laughs) It was just something I remember hearing, like, from, like, like, the old, like... It was, like, from a hip-hop documentary. They talked about, like, the four pillars of hip-hop. Okay. And it was those. I'm looking this up, by the way. Yeah, and the uh, the whole thing about it was there was a debate like, oh, is is basketball one of the four pillars of hip hop? Okay. You know, street ball specifically. And, I can see that. And it's just you know, I I don't really I, I didn't know much. I didn't retain much, but all I was getting at was like, yeah, like. The, I've seen people debate that, you know, basketball is as close to, you know, hip hop as graffiti and even emceeing is. I could definitely see that. Um, I I immediately looked this up because I haven't heard of this before. This is actually so dope, like looking into the history. And I can, when you search it on Google, it automatically populates other searches that are similar. Yeah. And it's a, one of the five pillars of hip hop. And the fifth one was historical knowledge of the movement. So you might be able to fit sports under that category if you kind of like twist yeah. it around. Yeah. But I can definitely see the correlation there. Yeah. But it's interesting. It is, uh, it, it is interesting to see how these, these two things intersect because it's not like. You know, it's not like there's any connection between like rock music and any sport, and you can yeah. maybe argue that there is a very tenuous connection between country and NASCAR, maybe, but not. I can see, yeah, but like it's no, it's it, good. I don't think it's anywhere near as strong as the connection. Oh no, 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 hip hop and basketball. You're right. The but, only thing, the only other thing I can think of is like old American. Oh, what's the name? I, I can't think of the right name, but like American folklore or something like that. Oh, like American folk music? Right. Where that can kind of align with, I was going to say the American sport, baseball, but I don't know how. Not, not even. Like, it's like, like a, a it's like an interesting, like, cross-culture thing, right? Because, mm-hmm. and me, my theory right now, having talked about it for three minutes, uh, <laughs> is... The reason why is because basketball was created and thrived in the same physical spaces as hip-hop. Whereas when you look mm-hmm. at other genres of music, that, that's not, there, there isn't the same overlap, right? Like, for example, football is really big in like Texas and the Midwest. But country music has more route roots in like Nashville and the South and more of places like that. So there's not going to be that same connection the same way that like basketball and hip hop both flourished in the inner city, specifically the inner city of New York. You know, so I, I think that's probably why I just think like they both exploded out of the same place at the same time. It's just naturally it's going to be intertwined. Yeah. And, like, let's be honest, like, it's the same people. Like, it's the same. That is also very true. Yeah, like, you know. 
So it okay. is interesting. I think the intersection between art and sport is fascinating. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, I have no idea what this is. Uh, going three for three here. I don't know who Jalen Brown is. Uh, I know he's a basketball okay, player. Okay, that's just a basketball player. That... Yeah. <laughs> it's a basketball player. No, I knew that much. He's really playing right now. I didn't, know, I didn't know if it was the Celtics or another team. It is the Celtics. I knew it was green. I, I'll give you this. To be fair, you compared to like a year ago, your basketball knowledge is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, it's growing fast, but it's not to the point where it includes Jalen Brown yet. I mean, to be fair, you owning 2K is a big step. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm probably going to have to get 2K this year. I'm getting 2K every year until it stops existing because I just need a basketball game. I, I'm sorry. I need a basketball game. I mean, I play 2K pretty regularly, but it's just, you know, I didn't see the need to upgrade because the first one I bought was not last year, but the year before with my PS5. <laughs> and when the follow-up to that game came out, I was just like, nah, I don't need it. But now it's like, yeah, two years, kind of. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, are you going to get the new Call of Duty? I am most definitely going to get the new Call of Duty. Dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is a big one. Yeah. I mean, we say this every year, and then most years are disappointed. I did not. Last year, I didn't even buy it. Oh, you didn't? No. You are one of the very smart and strong few. Yeah. Like I, I was just... like, Halo's coming out. Like, what? Like. And we saw how that turned out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That fell off. Really? I'm still playing Halo. Well, I would say in terms of community, like the response that they get out of Halo is fairly negative just because they it came out unpolished. Not unpolished. I won't say that. It is polished. It's unfinished. As in when I say that, like it is polished. All the details are there. All the little minor things are correct. Yeah. I will say it's unfinished because it came out with like <laughs> a few maps yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Like Three game modes. Yeah. It, it was bound to fall off. Now the esports doesn't even exist for it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I fucking enjoy that game because I felt like everything... I agree that, like, yeah, it was launched with, like, almost nothing, which like, is not good. Very bare. But... Compared to the previous projects. Yes, but there's, there is one, one massive difference that I feel like you're not considering. Okay. And that sure. is the multiplayer for Halo Infinite is free. Once you go that to that, when you go to that model, I feel like, you know, the expectation of having like all the same maps that you would for a game that you need to pay sixty dollars to get like even into the lobby. I feel like that's fair, um, especially if they're as high quality as the ones that are in Halo. I won't disagree with that at all, but I will ask you this. Would you rather pay $60 for a good game or would you rather have like, I won't say good game because that implies that it's not good. Yeah. Would you rather play $60 for a full complete Halo launch or just have what you have now? I would definitely pay $60 for the full Halo launch because I ended up paying 60 for the campaign. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's, so, like, I'm that's not, the I'm mindset not, of the community. Sure. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I do feel like you have to take that into account right like mm -hmm. 
to a certain point, I don't think that actually matters. I feel like what matters is like, what are the economics of it? What are they deliver delivering? You know, and look, the reason why the game was incomplete was so that they could drip it out over time. Mm -hmm. You know, get people to spend as many microtransactions. I'm under no illusions of that. But yeah, that's the yeah business plan now. Micro. And like the other thing is that like I'll compare it to Black Ops, the Call of Duty I bought the year before. And like mm -hmm. I liked Black Ops too. I liked Black Ops probably just as much, if not more. And Black Ops released like two more maps and they were worse and everyone loved that game. So like to me it seems like projecting. It really does. Okay. Well, I won't push any further considering that this is a hip hop podcast. <laughs> Halo Halo is the sixth pillar of hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'll let anything. <laughs> Let anybody make a podcast. That's yeah. crazy, uh, you, dude. You don't need you don't need a license to make a podcast. We could be out here saying like, "Yeah, did you know that like all dogs are boys and all cats are girls?" And that's true. And, and like, somebody will listen to it. Someone will see that. Yeah, don't cut that <laughs> out for context, fucking bastards. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, all right. So this week. Because I have a wedding. We decided we're going to keep it real, real light. So we just wanted to basically just do high level, like we're calling it flashcards. Like just going through the artists from Chicago. Because we thought, we, me and Purvis talked and we were like, oh, like let's do something as easy as possible. Requiring as like little research, as little compiling, as little as we can get away with. So it seems like just the group of artists that we could kind of get away with doing this is Chicago art. And I think that this is a perfect time to release a podcast like this. <laughs> Obviously, besides the external factors that are going on in our lives, I feel like this would be a light introduction into some of the things that we talk about, a breather after many Kendrick episodes. So yeah. that our listeners can have something easy to digest. Yeah, definitely. Ooh. So. And I'm tired. I'm me too. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired <laughs> of doing. I'm tired of having to come with like annotations to like sociology textbooks to talk about like <laughs> what this one I bar. I research before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of like. Getting my podcast ready for the the same way I would a th a thesis. <laughs> it's funny because you say that, but like Loki, my mindset going into it, it may not be as much work, but I'd definitely be sitting here like, okay, where am I going to go with all this? <laughs> yeah, that one hundred percent. But um, should we go down the list of names and then kind of go one by one? Yeah, sure. So the how many is it? Is it eight? Highlighting, um, just, I think I left eight. I took out the obvious ones of Kanye, Chance, because we, we've, we've talked, talked about, about them ad nauseum. So, yes, we're they, done. <laughs> they are not included. So, but the rest. So, we want to go over the ones that, like, the, the big staples, like, in our come up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like, the more obscure ones, this is going to be the obvious names. Like, the more obscure ones, like, sorry, I'm sure we'll do, like, we, we should definitely take some time and, like, 
put some more focus on local artists. That's something we in Purpose want to try doing as we evolve the content going further. But for right now, we're going to talk about Common. We're going to talk about Lupe. We're going to talk about Chief Keef, No Name, Saba, Smino, Juice World, and Vic Mensa. Yep. I, I feel like this is something... I would say these are the faces of Chicago right now, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. But, like, none of these are, like, I didn't want to, like, come off as though I was portraying as, like, oh, these are, like, the sleepers. Like, no, these are no names. No, no, these... Some of you guys should know who these people are. I would almost call, like, if I had to give them a name, uh, it's almost like they're, like, the vanguard. They're the people who represent Chicago, like, out out in the world, like, out in the culture, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. You know, I'm sure there are there are more. Like I could think of like Joey Perp. Not Joey Perp. What is this guy's name? I was about to say Lil Dirk yeah, is Lil one Dirk. that we left out. Yeah. Um Valet. Loki. Hold on. Cause this is about to I think this is about to trip me out. Hold on. Freaky Polo G is from Chicago, bro. Wait, is he really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. This is why I was like, I f- wow. G Herbo is from Chicago too, so we forget all these names. To be fair, we don't really listen to these people. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, wow. Well, I know where to start. Like when when I branch out. <laughs> yeah, we might get some upset people. Who cares? <laughs> fair enough. I don't. <laughs> all right. So let let's start with you. Let's start with you. What, uh, okay. we'll start with Mr. Common. What's, what are your big takeaways on Common? Um, I was too young. I'm gonna be completely honest. Yeah, this guy's, I before, was too this young guy's to even... before my time for sure. Yeah, like obviously when it was coming out, didn't get to enjoy the impact. Um, I know he's recognized as one of the legends. I've gone back and listened to the big ones. Um, but I felt like that's something you needed to be there for. Yeah. In my yeah. personal opinion. Like, I, I don't think I could enjoy it as much as, like, people that were there when it happened. I definitely agree with that. I do think it is still enjoyable. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I think yeah. he's a talented guy. And, but, yeah, I was 13 when B came out. <laughs> I don't even know how old Park was. Yeah, like, I was, yeah, so... <laughs> But <laughs> I, I do think, though, like, when you think about the fact that, like, Common was kind of, like, he, he was the guy, I feel like, started this whole, this whole movement out of Chicago, like, mm-hmm. combining the more soul music with hip-hop, because he really set the stage for Kanye, who took it to the whole yes. other level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is, like, I kind of just know Common from, like, around the city to a certain degree. Yeah, like just like knowing mean? like all the foundations he's he's a part of. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, That's what you mean. that that has slipped my grasp. I know he's like, obviously he's considered a legend. Like the impact he has on Chicago cannot really be measured just because yeah. it's that great. I almost feel like <sighs> he fits in the category, and I've had this discussion with one of my friends. Where like I hate to measure things in this like timeline. But I always think of, like, after our generation was born, there's, like, a pre-Kanye, 
iterates and then like opposed Kanye iterates, and like everything just kind of lines up within those two groups. Like, I would yeah. put him back yeah. with the same people with like Jay Z, um, that entire like time span. So like that whole period, I kind of like fell off of. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think that's a really, really interesting pivot to the next artist because where do you put yeah. Lupe on that? Because to me, right in the middle is, of everything, <laughs> he is like right on that cusp because he his sound yeah. it sounds a lot more pre eight oh eight, like mm-hmm. it's very like. You know, soul samples, big horns, at least like the earlier stuff that was coming out at the time. Uh, you know, it definitely seemed to be in that tradition of like the the college dropout trilogy and uh, common and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that is true. Like you, there was a sea change with eight oh eights and heartbreaks. <laughs> like just across the, and just across the music industry, right? Not not specifically in Chicago, like. Across all of hip hop, there was a there was a, a, that was the going out of the tide, which is just insane. When you think about it, yeah. But, but um, was Lupe before your time too? It's like on the cusp for me personally. I think we've briefly talked about Lupe on one of the other episodes. But like yeah. Lupe was Fiasco was my brother's artist. Like that mm-hmm. was my uh, my brother's eight years older than me. Um. That was his time period, like him, uh, my cousins, close friends, and all of them. I would like get in the red Nissan back in the day, and they would be bumping kick push. And like, yeah. I, it yeah. jammed, but I didn't get to like really understand it until a little bit after. All right. That's interesting. That's but interesting. I went back, and it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like Lupe definitely feels like he would be a lot more approachable to people who came in. For people who got into hip hop, whether that be because of their interest or because of their age, people who did get into hip hop like after 808s and Heartbreak, like Lupe mm-hmm. is someone who kind of has like that pre 808s sound. I feel like he'd be the most approachable. Yeah. You know, I so, agree. But man, this guy has to be an all timer for me. Like, I know he's made a huge impact on you. Yeah, because you was, were going to do it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he was one of the first. He might not have been the first that really affected me personally. I think that was definitely Kid Cudi. But I literally, that is insane. That is insane. Because well, my next question was literally about to be was this your pre Kid Cudi? Yeah, but it, basically it was. Right, like I saw wow. people around me having the relationship I have to Kid Cudi to Lupe Fiasco. Right? Okay, you know that was and, perfect. And like once again, like and it kind of this is one of those things where it was like I can't believe these two things came out at the same time, mm-hmm. or like so close together. But like Man on the Moon and uh, what was it? And the cool are only separated by two or less than two years. And I like heard the cool and food and liquor when they came out. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I, you know, there was no escaping it uh, (laughs) among the people I knew. So, especially because he's just like, you know, most of these folks are from like the South Side because like the South Side is like 
real Chicago. But <laughs> shut, shut up. But Lupe's <laughs> on the west side, so like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he's over over by us. So like I remember, you know, I was I was working at the movie theater across the street from the Best Buy we worked at, like in two thousand and seven, and. Yeah, like everyone was listening to him. Like it was everywhere. And he was like, he was like the first, it was like this idea that music wasn't happening like in a lab somewhere or like albums weren't like fully formed of the desert, you know? This idea that like, oh, these are artists, these are real people who live among us and they have the same experiences, but they're the ones who can turn those experiences into art. Like Lupe was like kind of like the artist that helped me grasp that okay yeah that's very interesting yeah uh do you have a do you have a favorite track we didn't do this for common but it kind of seems like necessary that we kind yeah of but that's fine um because we're much more talking about the cultural impact sorry go ahead well just because we were much more talking about the cultural impact of common all oh, right rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. like his actual music can i give you like i don't know three yeah, sure. Oh, that's hard. Uh, Daydreaming. Yeah, that's got to be, that's my all-time favorite Lupe song, Daydreaming. Uh, yeah, Daydreaming's up there. Kick Push, obviously. Okay. I really like that song, but not wouldn't be like in the three I recommend. Uh, damn, Brandon, this is hard. Uh, just because me, I think it's a sleeper. I don't know if it's that big. But Little Weapon to me is Ooh. one of my favorite Lupe songs. One of my favorite Lupe songs. Ooh, I like that. Um, I'm gonna go with those three. That's very hard, and it's not my final answers, yeah. but those three popped out right out the like right away. Wow. No, that's good. I respect the shit out of that. I uh, you have a three? Well, well, I was gonna say daydreaming. But the other one I'll say, okay. I'll mention from Food and Liquor is definitely the instrumental. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I'm going to mention is Hip Hop Saved My Life. Big one. Yeah. yeah. It, I saw that. I saw him perform that live while it was raining last year. <laughs> and I, I, I was, That's pretty sick. <laughs> dude, it was raining, so, and I was so grateful because people couldn't see my tears. It was so great. <laughs> and then I'm going to go with like a newer, a newer, a, a new ish Lupe song. It's from like 2012. Yeah. But, uh, okay. But, uh, Bitch Bad. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like... I wrote with that. Yeah, it's real fun. And you know, I've actually okay. recently been listening to a lot more of his, like, Tietsu and Youth, Drogas Light, and Drogas Wave, and all, like, his new, new stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it doesn't have the accessible fun of his early stuff, but it's good. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, now let's talk about probably the exact opposite of Lupe. Uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, the shift. The exact Um, opposite. We're talking about Mr. Chief Keef. Well, you go first this time. (laughs) You know what? I actually do want to go first because I think like one of the the main things that I remember about Chief Keef was I remember hearing about him like right around the same time as. Hearing he was kind of hitting the mainstream like right around like when I was starting to hear about Chance and Vic in like 2013, mm-hmm. and I just remember like the 
he almost became like a representation of everything people hated in hip hop. Like okay. the uh, or the worst impulses of hip hop, which I think was unfair because I think his style was just like very stripped back and. I feel like a lot of people put their anxiety about the crime in Chicago at his feet in a very unfair way. Uh, but man, this guy changed the culture. Like, probably more than anyone else on this list. I would say, not even Chicago, Chicago culture. Yeah, like, the, the whole thing. Just everything. The whole thing. Now, you were younger, um, so, like, what was your reaction right. to... That's what I was going to say, because, I mean... It's not going to be hidden to any of the listeners that we have right now because everyone knows I grew up in River Forest. But for those who don't know, I grew up in a very white neighborhood. Who nobody lives in the TV. Um, my brother wasn't as obviously a fan. I would say I won't. Yeah. I won't say like he wasn't a fan. Yeah. But like there was always a level, a barrier between my brother and I because he's eight years older. So he actually grew up and experienced CPS schools, and I didn't. Yeah. So as a very whitewashed version, <laughs> like to me, I didn't know anything about Chief Keith, and I thought this is what like being in Chicago was like. <laughs> like it was the image, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny that you say like, oh, like the violence was pinned on him or something like that. But like for someone who's outside of the specific group or industry that he's in, like that's how you would look at it. It's just like, who is this? And yeah. it like almost seems like it promotes violence. Yeah. That, yeah. It's definitely something that happened. And something I thought was definitely interesting was, you know, me and my friends are super duper into hip hop around this time, but even us, like people who were, who liked artists like Waka Flocka Flame, were like, even like resisting the urge to like chief. Yep. Cause he was viewed as, not only like he was viewed as bad like by everyone and he was I, I think a lot of people kind of viewed him as bad for hip hop. It's very interesting that you said that he came off as bad for hip hop and then you also included right before that the comparison to Waka Flocka because I feel like Waka Flocka was the same energy, but like Yeah. It came yeah. off in a better like image yeah it didn't because i don't it came off almost like a party (laughs) yeah because i don't think people tried so viciously to tie waka flocka to like a legitimate social issue like the violence in chicago is a legitimate social issue and which is why like i think the people who tried to say that music in general let alone you know sure if you're picking I, i don't think music if effect makes people more violent at all zero percent there is zero scientific evidence to prove it up it's been tested over and over again for the last hundred years it's not real right so that's just what i believe sure if music did cause people to be violent i'm sure chief keith would probably be the worst of it but that's just not real (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. so like i follow so i just kind of saw it as very unfair like looking back on it and yeah, sure, probably not my exact cup of tea. Like I probably joke a lot more about listening to Chief Keef than I actually listen to Chief Keef. But like, I I hope like he's someone I'm eager to do like a a cultural reexamination of. 
Okay. I mean, the way I walked away from understanding Chief Keef, I would say, is like, even though I personally didn't listen to it, and you might say like, oh, he promotes violence, or it kind of comes off that way. He was one of the few artists that, by the time I did come around to him, because I got to have a better understanding of him and his music, like, he was very well praised, like, by Chicago, in terms of, like, people who did follow within this kind of, like, grittier music, not grittier music, that's such a bad word, but music that aligns with the drill music that we just said we don't listen to. It would be the Polo G, the G Herbo, whatever, Little Dirk, like, all those people that we don't really listen to, the same fans of those people, like, would die for Chief Keef. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like he, he was represented as at least a good light or signal for those individuals that, like, oh, you're also in, like, this area with us. Like, you're a part of us. Yeah. So do you have a, do you have top three songs for this guy? Um, There's one. Actually, take it from me. I'm going to go first this time so you don't take my song. Okay, just go. Just okay, go. so I'm going to put, dude, Hate Being Sober is one of I the, hate you, dude, <laughs> but that's fine. the greatest song ever written. Uh, it is amazing. I'm going to go with him on a feature because, like, I think another thing we should probably start doing is you got to, like, understand that people's, sometimes people's biggest contact point with an artist is features. Exhibit A, uh, common. Like, that's how I know mostly. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, so I'm going with Hold My Liquor. Oh. oh. You know how I feel about that song. Dude, that song's perfect. This is one of my, like, favorite songs. Did I remember, like, when that song came out, and then the next, like, six months later, it was very cold in October. Just saying. <laughs> and last one. Uh, kind of like probably one I don't think many people know. I actually wouldn't be shocked if you didn't know this one. But the song Nobody. Okay. Yeah, it's on his album Nobody. It features Kanye and it uses the same sample as fuck. Uh, one of the songs on Acid Rap. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Now I'm getting lost. Because as soon as you said that, that's something I should recognize. Yeah. Yeah, what song was it on Acid Rap? Uh, if I see it, I'll, I'll, I'll know. Give me one second. Lost. With no name. Okay, okay. 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 Yeah, Lost with no name. Uh, that song uses the same sample as Nobody. Okay. Yeah. I'm piecing, the, I'm piecing everything together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So. Um, okay. I'll do mine real quick. I don't like that you took hate being or hate being sober. Don't give a um, shit. I think I'm gonna do. I don't like the remix with everyone in it. Oh my god, so good, so good, dude! Don't so good. Um, there's a lot of really hard bars in that song from everybody. Um, that'll be my first one. The second one, Gene Jackson with the sleeves cut. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> I'm telling you. I've wanted um, to get a jeep jacket and cut the sleeves off for so long because of that song. <laughs> you can still do it. It's not too late. But um, that's the first one. Um, The second one features Soldier Boy. Save that shit. Such a good song. Yeah. Such a good song. Soldier Boy's part is trash, but the song's amazing. 
And then the last one, you might laugh. I don't even know if you recognize it. I'm looking for it right now between his 20,000 albums that he has posted. Yeah, he's like Little B. <laughs> but um, Going Home on Thoughtbreaker, the album Thoughtbreaker, the song Going Home, song thanks like hard it is actually so good it was one of the few like low-key chief key songs that i've been put on interesting interesting Hmm. all right now um another big shift another huge shift huge shift i think it kind of of stabilizes (laughs) going here and out uh okay it does stabilize yeah yeah. after this but now we're going to talk about no name uh, okay. So, what what do you think about No Name? Um, No Name came from literally nowhere for me. I didn't really know who she was. Uh, um, I think I found her as a feature on one of Chance's products, products projects. Um, by the time I did find her, unfortunately, it was on Twitter. And um, I don't know if you follow No Name, but as someone as myself who doesn't really like politics that much. She is very strongly political. Yeah. She's <laughs> and that's very... how I found her. Yeah. No, she is. So I when I got the music, it's amazing. Yeah. And look, I can get it. And I don't know, man. Like, like just as the more books I read, the more reasonable no name seems. Okay. You know, so I like the work she does. I think she's doing a lot of very radical work getting education to people doing very like real on the ground work that's actually going to result in like systemic change i think she's fantastic on that end and yeah Mm -hmm. i think her music's great i it doesn't you know it's not something i listen to like on repeat all the time room 25 is was probably one of my favorite projects of 2018 okay it was you know and that's the thing for No Name, is that, like, I don't really have, like, song recommendations, because I listen to her, like, almost exclusively in the album format. Or you, like, okay, just, yeah. you play the whole album. I, I listen the to actions. the whole thing. That makes sense. I have no complaints with that. I was going to say, I, there is a couple of songs that stand out. Um, obviously, the feature that I mentioned, that I found her on, uh, on the song of Loss, with Chance yeah. the Rapper. Um, she also... Created a mini group between Saba, Smino, and herself, which are two other names that we'll discuss. Yeah. Hold on, give me a second, because they like actually made a group and they released one single song. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you get like a group that's too good to be true, that's what happens. <laughs> that is that is fair. I just found it. It's literally called Ghetto Sage. Yeah. Um, Great name. It, amazing name, especially for the three people in it. Um, their song Hagen Dots is so good. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah, it is. But I guess that could be since we don't have to do songs yeah. for her, we can transition that we just mentioned our two other names. Yeah. Well, uh, this one song I'll recommend is Montego Bay with Raven Linnae. Okay. Uh, great song. And I'm a huge fan of Raven Linnae. I actually got to meet her at a small show she did at Emporium in like 2015. Oh, really? Yeah. So she put okay. on this fucking incredible show, and then she just played games with a bunch of people, and we chatted for a little bit, and she was super fucking cool. 
wow, that is extremely dope. Yeah. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah. So. Okay. Absolutely great. But yeah, so let's move on. Do we want to do Saba or Smino now? Oh, uh, let's do Saba first. Absolutely. So Saba, boy, <laughs> I love Saba. Oh. <laughs> Sabu was my Lupe. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll say it. I Sabu was my Lupe. You know what? Like that. I I I like that. I like that comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just like it's so easy, breezy, stylish, but still substantive. You know, mm-hmm. like Saba is like the exact uh, like the. I, if sometimes it feels like there's this idea that there's tension between like making something that's like fun and easy to listen to and like making something that has something to say but like whenever you hear a Saba song you realize that that's not real okay you know what I mean yeah I'll follow that I definitely follow that yeah I don't know. Whenever I listen to Saba, like I literally just feel like Chicago. It's one of the yeah. few albums that, like, like where it's from, what it stands for, the community that like literally generated this album. It takes a community to raise someone up. It feels Chicago to me. Yeah, <laughs> like all of the all of his music. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it, it's it incorporates that soul and blues sound so well. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm ashamed to admit that, like, the first time I was like, who's this Saba guy? Was on Angels. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotta be honest. That was the first time where I was like, and he's on Acid Rap and everything. But that, that was the first time. What are the songs that you, you would recommend? Okay. Um... I will do photosynthesis. That's a great one. That's like one of the biggest ones in my opinion. I'll also do Stony. Ooh. I'm the same album. Really good. And then And bear with me, I haven't listened to the newest, newest album and I I apologize. So I I will not be recommending any of those songs just because I don't know. But from Care For Me. I would do the song Prom King. I think it's his best narrative story he ever delivers in that's, any song he's had. That's a really good one. Also, fun fact, my one of my best friends in the whole wide world went to high school. Was literally at the same prom as Saba. That is amazing. Yeah, he went to St. Joe's. You know, you, you mentioned yeah. all the great ones, the ones I will recommend because I listened to Care For Me, but I bounced off it a little bit. But okay. I've really been listening to the the most recent one, Few Good Things, the most. Mm-hmm. And I'll just recommend Come My Way. Like, if you want, like, one song that just, like, breaks down the Saba vibe. Okay. This is the one that you're gonna, that's gonna be best for you. Okay. But yeah. I like that. All I right. like that a lot. Yeah. Now let's get to Smino. Someone who I admittedly know, I do know Smino, obviously, but not as much as I know Saba. So. Bro. Because, like, I listen to Noir. Okay. Did like, you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, 
I haven't listened to it in a while. It's one of the it's one of the albums that like when you switch music streaming sites, I forgot to like save in my new library. So I'm just mm-hmm. like seeing that now and it's like, oh, I'm gonna be listening to that again. But like I, I remember listening to it pretty consistently, like the the first few years it came like the first year or two it was out. I think it Noir is a really good album. The first one before that. Black Swan. Um, Black Swan. I think, no, I, I'm just going to say it. I know Black Swan is a classic. I would highly, highly recommend going back, listen to Black Swan. Smino gets my highest praise, honestly. Oh. I think, like, I'm not even playing. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about Smino or, like, bragged about him or nothing I, like I that. I can't but... believe we haven't. I, no, we haven't. Like, Smino's flow is, I honestly would say top five flows of any artist that I've ever heard. Smino is so smooth with, like, the lyrics and how he puts everything together, the way it, like, perfectly flows with the music. Smino is the ultimate, like, just vibe artist that just kick back, and it's amazing. And, like, his voice itself... When I think of like how Kanye implemented his voice as to be an instrument, that's almost how I, like I look at his lyrics and his voice is like another instrument in the song. It is that smooth, in my opinion. Uh, damn. No, I like Smino like a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't. I can't even add to that. Let's get going so I can listen to this album tonight. <laughs> Because I'll listen to Black Swan tonight. It doesn't appear to be too long. I just saved it to my library. It's not. I highly recommend. I remember I really liked the song Netflix and Dusty. I remember really liking that one. But. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Now, these last two are probably the ones we're probably going to talk about the most. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then. Me, we'll, the first one, you, yeah, the second one. <laughs> definitely. And then we'll do our Rex, we'll wrap up. Purvis, tell me about Juice World, because you you're the Juice World guy. You you were, I I watched it happen. Yeah, I was I was pretty heavy into Juice World, um, which sounds very down bad, sad boy, but I don't care. He is blew up to be one of the biggest names in the industry. Yeah. Um, I it's very sad that he has gone with, and he had a lot more talent. I feel. Like. Oh yeah. He, he had nowhere he to go. Had, yeah, literally nowhere nowhere to go but up. Um, the talent was untouched, in my opinion. I think the first album, The Goodbye and Good Riddance, in my opinion, should be a classic. I don't know if it is. Um, if it was up to me, I would say yes, but I can understand a counter-argument that would like strongly push it towards a no. Um, I first found Juice World when I was going through therapy for my knee. Um, I remember like, yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I love all of his music going forward until he passed away, um, which was not that long afterwards. Like we said, unfortunately, he didn't have that long of a career. Yeah. I don't like a lot of the music after. Um, but besides that, like I was very heavy into Juice World. Like I knew all the leaks that were coming out. Like very hard follow. Okay, interesting, interesting. So I think the first thing I just need to ask is when you say you don't like the the music that came out after he died, 
Did you mean you just like out of pure like enjoying the music level? Did it really enjoy it, or were you, um, or were you like, kind of turned off by like, the plundering of? I would, <laughs> I would say it was a mixture between the two. I think the, it's so hard to say because a lot of the albums that I, I've realized this more recently. A lot of the like not so obvious albums that I personally call classics are very bare bone, bone like they're very broken down. Um, Goodbye and Good Riddance is a very simple album. Yeah. Um, Nav is a very simple album. Acid Rap constructurally is a very simple. He literally get beats off of like Wait, local which people. Which Nav album are we talking like, about? Are, the self directed one, the the first one, not self directed, the self named one. Oh my god. Um, just Nav, and so. I know you don't compare that one compared to the other albums I just named, but like a lot of the classics I like personally like are very broken down and simple. That's like calling um, Ant Man two a classic. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Um. So like, I like the first one obviously, and so since then, like, it's not bad music. It's just not what I had fell in love with when I found the artist. I recognize that it's good music. I recognize it's not exactly the same taste in yeah. some of the song. And also, this is after like seeing um XXX Tentacion's estate abuse him yeah. <laughs> and yeah. his death. And so any other music that I listen to besides Mac Miller that are post uh humorous is just, it's not as good in my opinion. Yeah. Well, like Mac Miller is that you know, that Mac Miller post humorous album was very much like that was, it was his, basically that was his correct. wishes, you know. That was basically exactly. it was basically almost done, and like it was at the point where it was it meant to be. It would have been <laughs> it would have been very clearly disrespectful not to do it. Exactly, uh, like it was meant to come out swimming in circles. And that is how I felt about Legends Never Die because that came out I think like six ish months after he died, mm-hmm. and it was like okay, this one feels like it was just like. You needed to put out his unreleased out. Like you needed to finish this, right? Like okay. this is a thirty-song album. He died six months ago. This has clearly been in the works for a long time. It was like his first major album. Mm. And I remember. I love that album. Legends Never Die. Uh, and I've gone back. I really like Goodbye and Good Riddance. And. I need to give Death Race for Love another listen to because I remember liking it, but I feel like I would like I feel like I need to reevaluate. What I would highly, highly recommend if you haven't done it, and this is also for the listeners. If you want like juice world quality music that you may have missed, like the quality before he passed away, the collab album with Future, and I know you may not like Future. The collab album with Future is one of my favorite albums. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm just gonna say it. I think it's one of his better albums. Yeah. A lot of the lyrics are amazing on this. So it'll be, it'll be something kind of refreshing if you want to hear more Juice World that you could probably miss, just if I'm being honest. Interesting. Yeah, no, you that's do definitely... three Yeah, I'll do three songs. Okay. Let, let me have lucid dreams, because I don't know them as well as you do. Like that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to lose the dreams. It's his most popular song for a reason. Oh, <laughs> another thing is that, like, the thing that was interesting about Juice World was that 
he wasn't he, even when he was alive, even before he passed, he wasn't someone who was confined to the very SoundCloud environment in which he was created. Mm. Right? Like everyone from Eminem to Lil Wayne, all of them were talking like, oh my god, Juice World's fantastic. You know, Juice World's, you know, this the next one. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, he really was, which is why his death hurt so much. And mm-hmm. that was something that really resonated with me about Juice World was just like how, you know, even before there was a tragedy to bring everyone together, he kind of did already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But me, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. that I'm gonna say the song, uh, Come and Go, okay, which with Marshmallow, yeah, with Marshmallow. And you know what? This is kind of an interesting one because it's like. You know, it's, what's interesting to me is let me let me get this for sure. Yeah, it was a lot. So I remember this song came out like during the protest movement in 2020, and I know this song mm-hmm. has no uh, political like angle to it, <laughs> but because it <laughs> came, but because it came out at that time, like I feel like I just imprinted like my feelings about that movement onto that song. Okay. Yeah. And then the other one I'll do is I want to recommend the Eminem song featuring Juice World. Oh, really? Okay. No, it's fantastic. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember that. It's the only great song on that album, which is still one of the better Eminem albums in the last decade. Uh, <laughs> but no, the, the song with Juice World is just fantastic. I'm sorry, but like, there's no if ands, or buts about it. You didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. I fully agree. Yeah, there's just no, there's no argument there. Um, okay, but what I will do then, I will say the song "Riller and Riller." Uh, that is the one that is on the project with Future that I was talking about. Sick. That will be one of them. Um, "Armed and Dangerous" will be the second one, and then the third one. Hold on, I'm trying to look for the title. It's a uh, he's featured on. Uh, come on now. It's what should be read. Now I'm blanking out on the title. Okay, the third one would be the song off of Trippy Red's album, the 1400. Slash 999 freestyle. It's like known to be one of his better songs. It, he did phenomenal on that song. Excellent. So I'll go with those three. And then breaking down the last one. I feel like you are much bigger on Vic Menza than I am. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So it's, <laughs> it's interesting because like I knew about Vic Menza before I knew about Chance the Rapper. Which is uh, yeah. insane to me. So what, so what happened Ow. was was back in the day, Jeff, uh, mm-hmm. he was the biggest Lil Wayne fan you'd ever imagine, right? And Lil Wayne had like a music contest. It was like this huge music contest with some soda. I don't know if it was Sprite or Mountain Dew, but some soda. You know, all these artists would submit demos, and the only one of them got like a professionally mixed and mastered like album out of it. And the artist that won was a band called Kids These Days that featured Vic Mensa in. And to this day, it's one of my favorite projects ever. It, 
breaks my heart that I can't find it on title. Oh, oh wait, yeah. it's there. Really? Oh my god. Wait, is it? That's pretty big. Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, wow. I'm very surprised. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a five-song project, you know, and from there, like, Vic Mensa, like, he's a member of the band, so he's not, like, named on it, but, like, if you listen to mm-hmm. it, it's, like, very clear, like, oh, this is Vic Mensa who's on this. Uh, okay. So, like, when he started releasing song under it, when they broke up, and he started releasing music under his own name, I was on it immediately, because I was so in love with that project. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and he is, you know, he, he's very similar to Chance. You know, they both went to the school in the South Loop. You know, the one I used to share my old apartment building, shared a wall with. And ever since he released his first tape, In a Tape, I, I rooted for the guy. Because, like, In a Tape was, it kind of had a similar vibe to Acid Rap, and it came out after Acid Rap, which is never a great look. Yeah. But in terms of just, like, actual songwriting quality, it is absolutely on par with uh, with Acid Rap in that degree. Okay. Yeah. I'm and literally going to have to... I've never heard of it. You know, Orange Soda, one of the songs I recommended, I think, like a week or two ago, is on it. Mm-hmm. It's light and breezy. It's not as heavy as some of his later music has gotten. Uh, I do kind of wish he would do more of the In a Tape stuff. But last year, I got to see him do most of In a Tape live, so that was pretty sick. And yeah, you know, he's... Last year? Yeah, last year. I saw him at Riot Fest last year. Okay. Yeah, and... Not, and he just has released hit after hit after hit, and man, like I just, I just like it. Like he has been very consistent for, except for How's that, it? except for that punk rock band he tried to start. That wasn't good. Don't do that. Thing. That's literally what I was about to ask. Because I feel like I didn't have as strong as a connection with him because of, like the clear rock influence that was attached to him. Just because yeah. I didn't really listen to the rock. Um, and that's, I think, what turned me off. I did go back and listen to There's a Lot. I went back and listened to the autobiography. I think those are only two, like, four projects I sat down and listened to. The autobiography is his best one. Okay. Yeah. Then then I've experienced some of his better music. I won't say, like, the best is, though, like, I'm going to limit him. But I've experienced some of his better music. And, like, there's a couple of songs I do like, but I just feel like... Like you said, it's him and Chance, and like I'm very clear Chance. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just feel like, one, I feel like, especially early in their career, I feel like Vic was always the better rapper. Okay. And yeah, it's just it's as simple as that. But I think the other thing we can all agree on is I think Vic and Chance definitely work the best together. Because they have like such similar and such different vibes all at the same time. It perfectly just fits the other. You know, the other thing is that you can definitely see how Vic, you know, he kind of lets his his wider, wilder ideas get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. You know, putting out stuff like that 93 Punk album, which, once again, not good, Chance, or Vic, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't do it anymore. <laughs> but, 
you know, full stop. Like, I don't think there's any debate over who has the best debut album between him and Chance. Right. That, that is very true. You know, like, and if you haven't heard the autobiography, listener, fix that. Fix that shit right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. But and, I, and I do have to say, Vic did one of the coolest things I've ever seen a rapper do, which is he has like so, his biggest single is You Mad, which I'm sure you've heard that song. That was going to be one of the recommended songs. Yeah, <laughs> you can have that one. Uh, at Riot Fest last year, when he did You Mad, he did like an updated verse. Okay. He did like a verse calling out like Lori Lightfoot. And, like, Perfect. And doing like <laughs> all the post pandemic shit and like. So I thought that was, like, some of the coolest shit ever. Was like, oh my god, like... Yeah, I, I definitely like that. Yeah. But yeah, you recommend your song. Like I said, the first one would be You Mad. I think that's pretty obvious. And, of course, I found that through Kanye. The second one would be Laker Locker. I think that's one of his best songs. Um, And then the third one I was going to do... I just saw it. Oh, oh my god. Featuring Pusha T. Ah, uh, that was going to be um, one of the ones I recommended, you goof. <laughs> yep, those are the ones I would go with. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. All right. Sorry, I still... Uh, no, it's fine. I got a bunch I could recommend. Uh, So, one, I would probably recommend... Oh, Dark Things. I love the song Dark Things. I'm probably the okay. only person who does, but it's a great song. Come at me, dude. I don't care. I would also recommend the song Rage. It is halfway between like a Playboy Cardi song and like spoken word. I'm already here for it. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then the last one, I'm going to go with one of his newer, one of his newer songs. What was that? Oh, I'm going to do Dirt on My Name off of V-Tape. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, I think he's just, like, consistently great. He sounded fantastic on Wraith. Mm-hmm. So, Very excited. Yeah. Very excited. He is, uh, of, of the eight we put out, he is probably my current favorite. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was just like, that was a quick game of flashcards, ladies and gentlemen. Like, uh, do you have a? Do you have your three recs for the end of the episode? I do have my uh, three recommendations. Let's run you it. Go first. Yeah, you go first. Okay. One that I was listening to over this past week. It is a song featuring, or not featuring, the song. That has the alchemist and schoolboy Q in it. It is literally it's the acronyms of this phrase, but it's when are you gonna drop that new shit? Like that's the actual song. It's W Y G D D T N S. I told you I've been going through that like heavy fate. I don't know what subcategory of hip hop this would be, but it is the alchemist. It is wow. Now I'm blanking out on all the names that I had written down, but I had that hard face. That included Bodie James, Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, The Alchemist, Conway the Machine, and Freddie Gibbs. Like, I think I told Jesus. you maybe a couple months ago. Yeah, that I had just gotten to like that sub pocket of hip hop. And um, it is 
really, really unique, but yeah. really good. Um, so I've been listening to The Alchemist, and that came up as one of my saved songs. I forgot I saved it probably forever ago, and it's with Schoolboy Q. It is so good. Wow. So what's super funny is uh, I was kind of in a very – one of my recommendations is in a very similar space. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that one yet because that was my interesting middle one. I'm going to go with one that's going to okay. make you roll your eyes. Uh, okay. The song is Odd Look, and it's a collaboration by Kavinsky and The Weeknd, and it sounds exactly like how, you're, how you think it's going to sound. It's a synth pop song with The Weeknd on it. Uh, <laughs> what I do think is interesting is it's, uh, it's kind of like a forgotten single, right? Because it was a single to the first, to Kavinsky's first EP. But the version of Odd Look that's on the EP does not have The Weeknd. It's more of a straight electro-pop song. Okay. And then there's The Weeknd version, which sounds much more like a, like a normal pop song. But like it's kind of interesting like how they kind of, how the the way they mix the vocals and everything like makes it sound like such a completely different song. It is kind of wild. Okay. And the other thing is that like, because it is from like 2013, like you can just hear like how rougher his voice is and how much better of a singer he's gotten. Uh, referring to the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. That's my first one. Okay. My second one. And this is something I was really listening to today. It is very rare that you'll catch me doing this, but like, I was literally dancing in my room today. Like, it, I was listening to the new Yeet song, well, not the new Yeet song, but the newer artist Yeet. Uh, the song is "Lying for Fun." There's a whole like middle section of the song that gets really trippy. Um, this song was goes hard. Like I was doing the woo in my room, and I don't dance. <laughs> wow that's what you guys well, gotta do you need to get into eat. I've said it before but like <laughs> it's the same it's along the same lines that I had with like play, uh, Playboy Cardi it's just really hard vibes it's not right. even about the league okay okay I'll listen to Yeet I will All right. that's my second one alright my second one is kind of a walk all right, so I was listening to some producer albums because I, I kind of want like a collection of albums I can put on like while I'm doing something, like while I'm reading or like cleaning my apartment. Right, I listen to a lot of like instrumental music, and I just kind of wanted to expand that. Right, and okay. one of the albums I was recommended was called Baker's Dozen by Derringer. Do you know who Derringer is? I don't think so. Derringer is the producer in Griselda. So he produces for West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, uh, Benny the Butcher. Okay. Free uh, timing. Yeah. So he released a, a, not an instrumental album, but certainly a producer-focused album called Baker's Dozen. And I'm picking the song Affet. Which one? It's called Affet, A-F-E-T. Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is just like it? moody. It's just very moody. It's everything. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Every song in the album makes you feel like you're in a black and white Spike Lee movie. 
perfect. Nah. <laughs> That's exactly, that is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, my last one. I actually, I get so excited about this one. <laughs> I think I sent you a text in the middle of the week. It was like, how do you feel about this song? This is an old, old song. I'll, I'll tell you how I found it. It's a, it's a dumb little backstory. But on TikTok, this is like this popular video that went famous of this guy talking to this cop who's basically saying, like, you tell this girl that they were going to take a break and, like, she wants to go have sex with somebody else within 10 days. And, like, this guy's complaining to the cop. It's like this whole meme. which is like, I would have had it locked up and all this other stuff. And in the background, it's like this old, smooth, like, love song playing. It just starts off. It's like, oh, oh. And I'm like, this song is really good. And I look it up. The song is I Miss You by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Oh. Oh, my God. Brandon, this song is so good. It is eight and a half minutes long, but it is like a full skit. It's, I feel like you're like living in the 70s or 80s. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I rem- so- you sent it to me. It's a vibe. It is so smooth. It is, it is a, a full vibe. All right, my last, my last one is actually possibly like one of the most famous hip hop songs, or it's one of them. But I kind of started listening to it this week after seeing that covers of the song are getting very, very popular on TikTok, or rather, covers of the sample from the song. Mm-hmm. And that's "Stand" by Eminem. Interesting. And like, I have not seen that. Have you ever heard? Have you ever even heard that song? I don't know. I'm like, actually question it. Do you know what a stan is? Like when someone says, "Like, oh, he's a stan." I believe so. Like an obsessive fan. Yeah. Yeah. So the song is a real life story about Eminem dealing with an offensive fan. Huh. And it is. <sighs> Look. I feel like Eminem has, like, approached this point where he's, like, a very interesting person to dissect. You know? Because at one point, he was the highest-selling rapper of all time, but even when he was that popular, even when he was respected, you know, he never really influenced hip-hop the way a lot of other people as famous as him usually do. So I think, like, just, like, going into, like, all those nooks and crannies of his legacy, I think is really fascinating. But just going back and listening to this song where he tells, like, this very specific story is, like, jaw-dropping. I would really, mm-hmm. really, like, I want you, that, that's the song I want you to listen to, like, right now and tell me what you think of it. Because, okay. I, I right. really, look, I, I don't think he has ever extended out his storytelling technique past a single song. But, like, it, it's a Kendrick Lamar, like, level like, storytelling on a song. Really? Yeah, 100%. The only difference is that, like, as good as the Marshall Mathers LP is, like, it's just not as much of a story, a well-told story as, like, a Kendrick Lamar album. Like, it doesn't extend, you know? Mm. But just as, like, an individual song, and it's probably one of the most gauche, like, hip-hop recommendations of all time, because, like, everyone, I feel like everyone knows the song, but if you don't, shit, maybe someone who's listening to this doesn't, and, like, I feel like you'll put it on and you'll be like, oh, it's this song. That's, that's literally what I was about to say. I haven't played it yet. 
But I like I went to Spotify and I searched up his profile, and it is the fourth song, fourth fourth most popular song. There's no shot that I don't know this song. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't listen to Eminem enough to be like, I know the exact beat to this song by looking at the name. Like, nor like should, that. nor should you. <laughs> that is fair. I mean, I can do it with other artists. Yeah, but this is th- this song is something special. So, okay. and if you've never taken the time, like as an adult, to like sit and reflect on like the the subtleties and everything, I, I I'm really curious specifically to to see what you think about it like diving deep into it i mean the expectations are already high given who it is and how you just talked about it because like specifically at least what you said the subject is about a stand like the only song that immediately came to my head and i don't know if comparing these two songs would be considered disrespectful so bear with me but the only other song that came to mind is Colossus by Tyler Creator. The whole song is about this fan who's bothering him in the line when he's like getting ready to go on a roller coaster. And like it's a very realistic depiction of like what a fan would be like doing that period of Tyler Creator's like career. So I, I don't know if that's, that's disrespectful compared. That is a, I would not say it is disrespectful at all. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I would like your song. But it's kind of that is an incredibly interesting comparison because that's all like, I, I don't know because the story of Stan is much less realistic, but it's real. Like it's something that actually happened. Like all I... of it. <laughs> okay. And it, and it okay. Yeah. So that that's all I'll say It's like that's an interesting. I don't think that's a disrespectful comparison in the slightest. Uh, I was going to say, I love this song, Colossus. Yeah, no, Colossus <laughs> is a great song. But, yeah. like, this is, this is about a, a different level. Like, this is... Much more serious tone. Yeah, well, like, there's a reason why, like, when fans harass people online, they're called Stan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll right. leave it at that. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. This was supposed to be much shorter. It's not much shorter, but it was breezy, so I'm not complaining. I was going to say, it felt shorter, which is good. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, Let us know. Follow us on socials. Uh, Hit us up. Tell us what you want us to think about, because we're getting tired of thinking of all the subjects. I was going to say, and don't think like we're not. We are 100% listening. We are eager. I went out and bought a new mic because somebody, like, enough people were like, oh, your voice kind of sounds off. And I'm like, enough, said. Yeah. I will go get a new mic. <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week to see Purvis's new mic. <laughs> well, that's not good. I'm already using it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>